dressed as a barbarian war criminal, an undead cultist, a pyromaniac goblin, a hot topic reject, and a bard whose family is very, very cursed, all have in common. Well, that's very simple. They're all our main cast. We are Goblets and Gays, a mostly Pathfinder 2e podcast set in a homebrew world. If Pathfinder isn't your thing, we have all sorts of other awesome games for you to enjoy. Join us every Wednesday for episodes of our main campaign, Blood of Kings, as these chaotic gays attempt to locate some missing royalty. Don't forget to follow us on all social media channels at Goblets and Gays to stay up to date with our amazing projects. And remember to eat your vegetables. Hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter? At CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump onto the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where... Once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead to take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you nevertheless just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode. Earth, 1730. It is a land that is much like our own, but oh so different. Instead of continental drifts separating Pangaea, the supercontinent, and a meteor taking out the dinosaurs, on this version of Earth, both events happened because of one another. A meteorite with magical properties struck the Earth, wiping out the dominant dinosaurs and rearranging the way we saw the world. Instead of slowly drifting outward, 70% of the known world instead formed a concentric circle of life around the All-Sea. The other 30%? The New World, as it's known, is separated by what is called the Great Divide, a large swath of impossible ocean. The grand civilizations of Earth over time became empires, and you know how empires go. If they can't conquer their neighbors, they start looking for what is new. They turn their eyes away from the All-Sea and towards the New World. A prophecy foretold of a princess that would be born with the ability to help cross the Great Divide. This limited this person to be born of only three monarchies that remained. Eucadia, France, and Espana. These three countries went to war with each other, employing the only ladies that could effortlessly traverse the All-Sea. Pirates. Oh, you hear? 
hear a lot of stories about the sailors and their sport. About how every sailor has a girl in every port. But if you add it two and two, you figure out right quick. It's just because the girls all have a lad on every ship. And it's twiddly idy idy i twiddly idy It's oftentimes a man will leave you broken with dismay. And it's twiddly idy idy i twiddly idy There's other things to twiddle when the Yar variables here there be pirates. Welcome to our playtest of Thirsty Sword Lesbians by April Kit Walsh and Evil Hat Productions. Today, I am your GM, Dennis Veray, and with me, I've got some players and their pirates. Hello, I'm Carrie, and I will be playing Freya Kierkengardia. I'm V, and I'll be playing Cecily the Cold Drake. I'm Marcus, and I'll be playing Jessica the Beast. I'm Kate, and I'm playing Sean of House Lumley. As we return back in media res as the recently signed over Princess of France to Eucadia, Eve's Cote Donnet appeals to Sal Devlin and the rest of the crew of the Harris Vindication. Please, would you do me the honor of kidnapping me? All while chaos is brewing around you and your ship as... Uh, House Bathian guards are, like, climbing the ropes up to the ship itself to try to take the princess back and attack you all. Other sailors are fending them off, but you guys are just having, like, a a civil conversation out in the middle uh, of the deck, talking about what's going on. Yeah, uh, you know, I think... I think we can do that. I think that we can kidnap you, but I think that we should probably find a way to, to save you from all of those people... That are trying to catch you. We're kind of out in the open. Eve like nods really enthusiastically and does not take her eyes off of you, Freya, and like even darts your way, seeing like you took the first chance to talk. Kind of talks to you like you may be the captain or in charge of this ship. Please, I would do whatever for you. Just, just tell me what I need to do. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really think too many steps ahead here. <laughs> Well, seeing as we're up on the top of the ship, maybe we should go down a floor uh, so that we're not visible. I think that is a smart idea, Freya. We should get you get the princess down below and then uh, get the fuck out of here. I do not like being around Eucadia, and they are quite angry at us. I agree. Let's get the fuck out of here. I don't know what my voice just did there. I'm very nervous, and I'm still... She's still holding on to Carmen that she has just teleported on. <laughs> teleported with. Yeah, Cameron is, has Sean on her back, essentially. Yeah. And is hunched over a little, carrying her like a, like a very shitty piggyback ride. <laughs> I will, as Cameron does speak up from this, I am not separating myself from the princess. Do you understand that? As she, she tries to wiggle out of Sean's grip a little. <laughs> John reluctantly releases. Sure, love. You could stay all you want, but we're putting out. As Cameron looks around uh, very hesitantly, she is duty-bound to Eve. <sighs> Fine. Do not take her underneath, though. I will help you fight off these gods so we can make away. But the princess stays in my eyeline, do you get that? As we look over and Eve has, like, really nuzzled herself up next to Freya, 
I'm gonna take out my sword and be like, Alright, you had me at fight. Oh wow. You've got a really big sword, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm the chef too. It's no big it's no big deal. I cook all the food on on the ship too, so I gotta be ready for fighting. Uh strong people not as strong as me, but like strong people and also cooking steaks and meats and stuff. So I'm gonna have you roll plus wit for me, okay, to figure out a person as you're as you're speaking to Eve. It is never a good bet for me. Oh, one. I roll. I rolled a one. <laughs> I rolled two d six. I got a two, and I have minus one wit, so I get a one. Wonderful. Yeah, mark experience. You are like everyone else in this situation. The easiest tell is like you're watching like oh you're like fuck Eve is falling in love with Freya immediately like a, a little love sick puppy dog you can all see it Freya you look at the small tiny princess and you're like cool this is fun this is like not what I thought my day would be but <laughs> but everyone else can tell that Eve is absolutely smitten do you um do you have like a, a something I can fight with yeah, sure. Uh, I always have a secondary weapon. And then I pull up my uh, my skirt, and I've got, like, a sick garter belt with a big hunting knife attached. And I take it out, and I'm like, here. But just, like, be careful. I always keep it sharpened. I sharpen my knives daily, so just be careful. Yes, um, th- th- thank you very, very much. She, she holds it with the tenderness of a gift. Even though you're just helping her defend herself. <laughs> she holds it out in front of herself with both hands. No problem. Don't be so delicate with it, though. Hold it by the handle and aim for the spleen. That's what I always say. You gotta go in and upward and then take it out. Where exactly is the spleen? It's, uh, it's a little bit... Here, let Oh, I'm a tactile learner. Please show me. Yes. Yeah, let me show you. <laughs> she raises her hand. <laughs> I'm going to take the hunting knife and I'm going to go find, uh, like, a random goon that's coming at her. And I'm going to stab yeah. him, like, to... I don't know where the spleen is, uh, but it's probably, like, three inches below the breast on the left-hand side, I'm going to say. And uh, I'm going to stab him and then take it out with, like, a... Ugh! And, uh, yeah, I think I think you're right about that too. I think you were right about that also. <laughs> yeah, I think that's dead on, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the screen being. <laughs> As uh, Eve dejectedly puts her arms back down, knowing that you won't show her on her own body. Uh yes, I will. I shall aim for the. Then that is that is where I will go for that. Thank you for the demonstration. Yeah, I'm gonna wipe the blood off and then hand it back to her. As this this uh, lover's moment is happening, uh, guards are starting to slowly overtake the ship. So, what do the rest of our pirates do? We gotta get out of here. I want to see if I can find who's who's like. We have like a navigator, or I mean, we have navigators, but we have we have like someone on the helm of the <laughs> ship. Like, yeah, does Sal like fucked off from this conversation after the like will you kidnap me and like went straight to the wheel to start turning the ship around the the big problem that you will notice is that as she's trying to it's a very narrow passageway to turn the ship around and get out of the mini coliseum but all of these harpoons that have been shot into the ship itself are causing it to stick in place and making it very hard for the ship to turn around 
because there's ropes attached to the harpoons. Yeah, Sean will go um, just try to cut through one of those ropes or multiple, however. She's going to just start with the nearest one and then make her way around if she can. Yeah, you head on to one of the ropes and as you cut it, you hear a thunk as one of the soldiers was like at the very end of it and is able to grab onto the banister of the bow and pull themselves up and you get in a quick little combat with them. Oh! Uh, <laughs> she's good with her, so she has like a very fancy, like a fencing sword. Like it's not mm-hmm. very practical, but it can kill someone. Um, it, it can. It can hurt someone. It just is, like, super, it's pointy, like, yeah. yeah, it's very pointy, very slender, like, definitely looks like some bullshit some noble would wear, and, like, not actually used. For decoration, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it can be used, it just generally isn't. Um, so she's gonna, she has that in her hand, she's just cut a rope with it, and she's gonna just try to poke him with the pointy end. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to have you roll plus the expanded fight move Lunge. Lunge. Specifically, you have a rapier, so you'd be lunging. So you're gonna roll plus daring for me. Okay, just plus plus daring. Oh, motherfucker. That's a four? (laughs) Oof, uh, mark experience. Yeah, great. You begin uh, fencing against this royal guard who has an actual, you know, broadsword. Uh, so they're able to quickly bat away your, your tiny decorative sword. It flips around, sticks directly <laughs> into one of the floorboards of the ship, and you're defenseless. Uh, and as this guard approaches, you hear a quick swift movement of wind and then a large thunk and kachud as a spear rushes past the side of your head and <laughs> pins this this guard into the railing of the bow itself, and then you watch the the spear light up a little and a little poof as Cameron teleports next to you. I I had that under control. Did you did you not pass your swordsmanship lessons? I'm well. I overslept. Okay, I missed the test day, but like I took all the classes. Sounds about right. Yeah, she takes out the spear out of the dying guard and, like, kicks them underneath the banister so they fall into the water below. Just, uh, take care of yourself, alright? I, yes, I can take care of myself just fine, I'll have you know. And then she just, like, scampers away to go try and, uh, (laughs) cut another rope. (laughs) (laughs) As we move away from that. Jessica, what are you up to? I think I'm cutting a rope and then I'm like, this is so crazy. We need to get out of here. And then I, um, I'm like leaning all the way outside of the deck, like trying to trying to get the spear off, and I slip and fall into the water and <laughs> oh, transform god. into my beast form. <laughs> oh god! Wow, you you hit the water. You move all the way up the track onto your onto your your beast. Uh, transformation track on your playbook. Uh, describe what the the beast form of Jessica looks like to us. It is twice the size of Jessica. Enormous. Blue skin. Like a pale blue skin with uh, darker scales all throughout like spots and there's no eyes or ears or mouth or nose. It's like a largely humanoid shape but there's no 
orifices at all. It's all just flesh. And then fins, of course, like on the back of the head and back like a... And then as you uh, surface from the water, what are you trying to do here? Okay, so I rolled an eight, so I get to choose one from my list, which is... I can move in ways no ordinary person could. So I want to just immediately just... So are they using? They're using the rope to like climb onto the ship. Yeah, essentially they're like freehand climbing on the rope uh, to be able to reach the top of the ship, since the Colosseum is technically a little bit higher than it. I want to just leap out of the water and just like grab onto like multiple of them as they're like hanging from the rope. You skitter around on the side of the ship, taking out harpoon and harpoon, essentially freeing the entire stern side of the ship up as Sal at the helm is quickly turning the the wheel itself. We watch as the ship is making uh, a lot of breakaway thanks to the actions of both Sean and Jessica right now as the ship is slowly turning around. There's still a few more ropes, still more guards to deal with. Cecily, what are you up to? I am going to put a hand on Sal's shoulder, close my eyes, and commune with one of the fallen captains of the ships that have sunk in this bay um, or like a commander um, in the Eucadian army of like what's the smartest way to get out of this quickly to avoid all of the shipwrecks perfect roll plus spirit alright uh, that would be an 11 alright as one of the, the, the classic pirates back in the day Aggie Batista <laughs> the classic, classic pirates back in the day. Uh, oh, whispers in your ear. She essentially has you guide your hands um, along Sal's arms. And you essentially ghost. Yeah, the <laughs> fucking Unchained Melody begins playing as you help Sal turn the wheel exact amount you need, catch the direct wind to which the ship begins pulling against these last remaining uh, harpoons and ropes, essentially breaking them off of their own harpoon gun pedestal or the rope snapping or dislodging itself from the ship as you're able to perfectly navigate and turn the ship around. Incredible. Like, my eyes are fully closed, my head's resting on her shoulder, like, her hair, I can only smell her hair and, like, the sea wind, and it's, we're just... Going ghost, baby. Going ghost! <laughs> as, going going ghost, ghost. as Sal mutters my, my little compass, thank you. As we've got a couple of soldiers still left on the ship. What are you up to, Freya? Um, I mean, I still kind of want to go down below deck. So I, I, I think that I'm going to try and convince i'm sorry who is sean's lover's name cameron (laughs) cameron i'm gonna be like listen cameron i think that we should probably get out of sight from these folks there are lots of little rooms in this ship i'm sure we can go down to uh maybe the captain's quarters or down to some bunks and hide out a little bit Okay, uh, listen here, uh, person who I have just met for the first time. Okay. I do not want to pit uh, two queens against each other, correct? <laughs> but I can tell right off the bat that uh, lights are on, but no one is home. 
Uh, if we go hide in these ships, what would these soldiers are just gonna go? Oh, no one's on the ship. No. Let's go away. We're done here. No, <laughs> we're the only is, ship in this goddamn bay. No, the lights. The lights are on, and and there are people home. I admit that there are a lot of people here, but we'll be okay. I just I'm just saying there are a lot of people with weapons in the immediate vicinity. So what do you want? Do you want to just kill them all? Right now? Oh, yes! Alright. As Cameron is, like, in the middle of fighting guards during this conversation with you, she's, like, twirling her spear around, she stabs one behind the back. Okay, you know what? I can get on board with this, actually. And then I'm gonna take out, uh, like, not not my sword that I have been using, but another sword that's attached to my back, and it's, like, one of those big piratey broadswords. Uh-huh. And, uh... I'm going to join Cameron in uh, the bloodbath. All right, as you both fight back-to-back for me, roll plus daring or grace. Up to you. Okay, nine. All right, with a nine, you choose one, and your opponents will choose one. You can either flirt with or provoke your opponent and gain a string on them. Through violence or cutting words, you can inflict a condition. You can create an opportunity for an ally through prowess or distraction, or you can take an object from your opponent or seize a superior position. I would like to inflict through violence a condition by slitting some throats, if possible. (laughs) Most definitely. Yeah, you take out quite a few guards. Cool. Badass. And then you've got one more choice. I would like to take a sword off of a dead goon as a trophy. Most definitely, you you double double fist these swords as you go through. Uh, for mine, I will choose uh, to inflict a condition against you as you. I'm gonna make you take guilty for me, so you mark guilty on your conditions as a damage. Okay, as gotcha. you're doing this with Cameron, you are <laughs> you realize two things in this moment, like. Least important, you're kind of cock-blocking Sean as, like, this could have been a fun moment between Sean and her smitten. <laughs> Sean's uh, rapier is stuck in a piece of wood, and she's trying, like, in the background, they're doing this epic, like, back-to-back fighting, and Sean's, like, trying to yank her her rapier out of, like, a floorboard, essentially. and then number two you realize that with all of your awesome fighting with cameron you've kind of taken your eye off of eve oh shit (laughs) so the princess has been left alone as you kind of look around all of the soldiers and commotions uh you can't see her anymore no then you do hear a scream uh about halfway across the deck okay that sounds very wilty and very french uh, okay. Can I run toward it? Yeah, you, you run through as the rest of the, the soldiers on deck, the rest of the crew are able to handle the last few soldiers that are, are left of the guardsmen as you are slowly making your way out of the stadium itself and into the Crescent Moon enclaved waters of Eucadia. You still haven't made it out of Eucadia because land still blankets you on either side, but you're out of direct fire currently. As you head through, you are able to make out that specific cloak of the Order of the High Sun that Eve was wearing underneath another guard. And you all you see is a lot of blood. <gasps> oh 
Am I alone in this? Is everybody else here? Oh, no. If you, like, take a moment to pause, Cameron has already teleported there. As Cameron, like, immediately. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Sean finally wrestles her rapier out and will run over, too. Shit. Why did you not keep your eye on her? As she'll turn around as she's trying to lift the guard off of Eve. Yeah, Sean will help, help her. She doesn't need help. Sean will just kind of be like, you're doing great. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of weird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, I think you got it. That works. We got the character down bad there. <laughs> I'm kind of weird. Yeah. I'm kind of wacky. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna be like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. We were, we were fighting. I got, I got really caught up in it. I, I was trying to fight the goons away from Eve, but Eve, she's kind of slippery, I guess. I don't know. As. Cameron is able to lift off the body off off of Eve. You see that her robe is blanketed with blood all over, a huge mm. pool of it. As Cameron goes down, she dips a finger into the blood and then takes a lick of it herself. Takes a moment and goes, uh, you do some. It's not her blood. As Eve opens her eyes very shocked. As we can see, around her, like, mid- uh, along her waistline, she's holding the dagger that you gave her with both arms. It seemed like that guard had just run into her, essentially, uh, and she was able to defend herself. And the guard collapsed on top of her. I, uh, I, uh, I aimed for the spleen. Oh my god. Cameron, is it true? Is that spleen blood? <laughs> Cameron dips her fingers back in. <laughs> <laughs> Different finger this time. Her middle finger now takes a, takes a lick. Yes, that is that is clean blood. <gasps> yes, <laughs> awesome, Eve. I'm so proud of you. Are you hurt though? Are you okay? I um. Uh, this is um. Not only the first time I've probably ever seen like blood, so much blood, but also the first time I have seen death and also murdered another person. Ah, that's okay, we'll get used to it! That's so cool! You aimed right for the split, and it looks like you got him, too! He must have bled out in, like, five minutes. That's badass. This is, uh, badass, like you say? Yes, Eve, that was badass. As Cameron extends a hand to help Eve up, Eve just kind of ignores it and extends her hand towards you, Freya. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, um, here... Here, let me help you. Are you are you hungry? Do you do you need anything? Yeah, I'm gonna have you roll plus heart for me, Freya, as you're gonna try to connect with Eve. I will roll plus heart for you. Yes. Six. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, <laughs> this moment that could have been just isn't. Will they? Won't they? <laughs> Not looking in their favor now. As you, you like very, you strong arm Eve up. Like you really yank on her arm to help her up. She was expecting a more like intimate, tender helping up. You know, more support. As you kind of just yank her arm up. And since you're taller than her, she's like a foot off the ground before you drop her back down. She stumbles a little on her feet. Um, no, I am not hungry, but thank you though. Um, if I um. 
could. I would just like a moment to rest. This is a lot for me. Yeah, you know, I remember my first kill. I was a little emotionally damaged, but it, it'll take about 48 hours and you'll get over it. It's fine. As this conversation is happening, you hear a yell um, from the wheel. Keep up, ladies! We've got incoming! As you guys look around the water past the ship and to the crescent moon essentially bordering both of you, you see what start off as little lights. They almost look like stars in the background of the the landmass you're heading away from, but they get closer and bigger as the Eucadian government is launching fire-like projectiles at your ship. Mm. And what I'd like uh, all of you to do is... This is my one fun move I get as a GM. Uh, it's a stagger, so I'm gonna have all of you stagger. All of you should have zero to three conditions right now. So what's essentially is gonna happen is you're gonna pick one of these out of the list. You lash out at someone whose regard matters to you. You provoke them to do something foolish or harmful to take advantage of a string they have on you. You either hesitate or stumble and the opposition gains an opportunity, or you grin and bear it and you mark two conditions. So as these projectiles hit the ship, they do connect with the ship, and essentially as the ship is rocking, you're all staggered from this. You decide whether you're going to be a bitch to someone close to you, (laughs) you're going to fumble the bag and uh, make this a little bit worse for the ship, or you just deal with it and then you mark two more conditions. So you take, essentially take two damage. So we're not and rolling anything. Not rolling. It just happens to y'all. I'll take two. Uh, angry and uh, guilty. Yeah, as you're, before we get to anyone else, Jessica, as you get back onto the ship, do you transform back? Are you still, no. you still beast mode? <laughs> I think there's just like a blood-curdling screech from the sea monster. <laughs> I wanna, whatever, what sound does a shark make? I, I want to have a, a roar that, like, a shark would yeah. make if it could. As, like, you even try your best, I, I think, like, in your beast mode, you can you can catch one of these projectiles, uh, these giant flaming rocks, but, like, still the rest of them hit the ship. You can only take on one, but there perfect. are, like, seven others that hit the ship, yeah. I, Cecily, um, didn't have any conditions before, so I will grin and bear it in terms of then immediately becoming frightened and hopeless um, <laughs> as I'm still like holding onto the wheel and I see these projectiles coming towards us. Yeah, you watch them hit the ship and one takes out the forefront mast. Um, another hits pretty low along the side of the ship as like low enough that like during any high tide the ship may take on a little bit of water now as you're watching like distinct damage taken on the hair's vindication. Big oof. What'd you do, Kay? Kay or Kate? Kay. Kay. I made that mistake before. Uh, personally, I think it would be really funny to make things worse. <laughs> yeah, as. You. You finally. You finally done it, Freya. You've made your way down into the ship's hull. <laughs> As you're just, like, trying to take her to a safe place, uh, you end up opening up uh, what is essentially, like, kind of the, the pantry and storage room for your your cooking. Unfortunately, this is one of the spots that has recently been hit on the outside. 
So you are now allowing water into the ship. Because if this door remained closed, it would have it would have filled up this room, kind of ruined everything. But the ship wouldn't take on water. But as you open up this door, water begins flooding into the hole of the ship. Zoinks! Uh, are there any big pots nearby? <laughs> now, unfortunately, you can't find a silly old bear to stuff in the hole. What? <laughs> yeah, you can bail the water out. I got it. That's what I'm uh, but yeah, you're you you bring a cauldron from the kitchen, and you're able to bail out water. And Eve is there helping you as well. A smaller, a smaller bowl. <laughs> a little mixing bowl. <laughs> and then what did you choose, Kate? What was the other option besides the conditions and making it worse? There was like one other thing. You can lash out to someone. Oh. I think she's going to take two conditions and be frightened and guilty. Okay. What are you guilty about, Sean? That she's not as good as a, a, a fighter that if she had, I don't know, realized what was happening first. Like, she's from Eucadia. She knows that they have these fucking fire missiles. And <laughs> she just, like, lost, like, she just got distracted and wasn't prepared enough, wasn't strong enough. It just feels like it's her fault. As you continue to sail on, this last barrage of these fire projectiles seem to be the last attempts as you're able to finally make your way out of the Eucadian kind of little sea that's in the middle of the country and break into open water of the All Sea. The able-bodied soldiers work along with Freya and Eve to help bell out water. Uh, amongst the bottom of the ship and it takes a few hours so we're in like late late night now before the the ship will continue sailing on but it's on like pretty bad legs Sorry. as <laughs> you continue on eventually it's 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 um it's much later in the night what the, what are the the rest of y'all doing after kind of most of the the tax of uh, fixing up everything happens yeah Jessica. I think I still have, like, zoomies, and I have too much energy, and I'm angry, so I'm gonna do the, like, <laughs> like, you go and, I, I, do we all have, like, bedrooms, or? Yeah, like, you all pots? have, like, as the generals and hires up, you guys have, like, specific just bedrooms by yourself. Okay. So, I think it's, like, there's, like, a zoom into my chambers, and the bed is destroyed, everything, it's, like, it's, like, when the dog has gotten into the trash. And there's just stuff all over the ground and everything, and then I'm just, like, laying there, like, finally in my normal form, just, like, on my side. And then Jessica looks around and says, oh, we made it out. Okay, cool. And then I'll, um, break something important to you to, to lose my angry if I can. But there's other moves for this. Stop that. <laughs> Stop relieving yourself of conditions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As... You're looking around your room. In your damage, you have unveiled that there is a little box that has been hidden under some stuff. Not that you've hidden yourself subconsciously. It's like when you find something, you're like, oh, I'll remember where this is, and then you never remember where it is, so you find it again. And it's a little box of knickknacks. They're all mostly, like, small wooden toys from your youth that you can recognize as, like, oh, these are... I, I kind of remember these. And then, 
at the very bottom of it, there is a piece of parchment that has, like, a very childlike drawing on it. And both of the, the stick figures kind of look the same. They're both little girls holding hands. And now you can heal one of your fucking conditions, alright? <laughs> <laughs> what is everyone else doing currently? I, I'm eating sausage rolls! We made sausage rolls, everybody! It's been a long night! I just thought everybody could use a sausage roll. Made it with some hot Italian! So that's what I'm doing. Oh, these, are, these are amazing, Eve cuts in. She helps you prepare them all night, uh, even though being tuckered out and committing her first murder not but a few hours ago. Um, actually, I, um, before the, the war happened, I did visit Italia quite a few times. You know, the Eucadians really do not enjoy uh, the centralized religion of Italia, but, um, I really did enjoy their architecture. Yeah, especially in, like, the center, like you said. Amazing. Lots of cool buildings, and the best pizza. The best pizza you'll ever have in your life. It's just great. The absolute best pizza. Yes, I've, I've had a bit of that there. I'm gonna have you roll plus either heart or spirit for me. Um, as you provide a little bit of emotional support to Eve. Um, we'll do a seven. <laughs> <laughs> On a seven, Eve is going to open up to you. So I'm going to go ahead and decide that you clear a condition. Oh, cool. As you talk a little bit, and you are just kind of shooting the breeze as Eve is opening up to you. I knew I was not going to survive in Eucadia any longer. I was able to bide my time for quite a while, lied to the queen, and said that the ability to past the Great Divide, should I have it, would only emerge after my 18th birthday, and that was earlier this year, <laughs> and um, I just had to get away. Do you know that feeling? Ah, uh, not really. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> that was, it, that was a good funny. one, yes. <laughs> <just> <laughs> no. She does that, like, <laughs> the laugh where, like, you weren't ready for a laugh you were too embroiled in the serious moment so like the chuckle seems like pushed at first but then she actually breaks thanks to you alleviating the tension yeah i knew i knew i could get you to smile there listen yeah i've i've been there before 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 i came to the ship i was a whaler and i was stranded after my boat was attacked by a rabid whale and um I ended up on an island with nobody but my friends and my family to sustain me and you know a couple times I wanted to get out of there so I can totally to understand where you're coming you? from yes to sustain me and then I take a big bite of sausage roll and I'm like uh, Eve, Eve gets it and then like does not push the point further Dang it, I wanted to push the point further. <laughs> <laughs> no, she understands. She's smart enough to do yeah. that. Uh, but it's not... It is, like, she's quick to pity. She does feel bad. Like, it's not judgment in that moment that she experiences. 
She just goes like, oh, this is someone I find really hot that went through something very traumatic. Hot, whoa. <laughs> and I think, I think maybe for the first time on your ship, on, on Hera's Vindication, like, this is the first person who's not been, like, shocked a little at your admission that, like, <laughs> fucking ate my family to survive. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> and I think as you two share in this tender moment and continue to eat, sausage rolls uh, in private. We pan out a little of the corridor of the the kitchen area in which you cooked all this food, and we see Cameron kind of being the, the watchful protector she is watching uh, the both of you. And at this time, I, I would assume Sean probably pops up. Yeah. Sean is uh, trying to do... She's trying to, like, shake off her feelings basically by like doing inventory as the ship's boat swayed. She's like charge making lists, checking them twice. She's pirate Santa. She's just so she's just I guess inventorying maybe like the pantry or something like around there. And I guess looks up to Cameron. So uh, no, you go. Uh, so you go. No, you no. Uh, no sorry, no, I. Uh, I no, it's a. Uh... No, it, it's really. No, I just. Uh... It's really fine. Um, <clears throat> I just. Uh, how how do you how how do you do it? How do you act so cool and collected while you're fighting? How I just my mind goes blank and I do dumb shit. She cracks a little smile and breaks through her, her tougher veneer. I uh, come from a culture that really prides our warrior's ability. The ability to be strong and calm and cool and collected when we're in the heat of battle. But what helps me most is when I am not in battle, I do not need to be strong. That's where I can need it to be. Oh. And she looks like she has more to say to you, but can't. Well, I, uh, I appreciate the help, um, getting out. Uh, if you hadn't picked up yet, this is my new job. This is where I've been. Glad to have you around, I guess. Okay. And she's gonna walk away, and she's gonna clear her frightened condition by <laughs> running away from something important to her. <laughs> Alright. Oh, did you have more? Sorry, John. I think she was just gonna go like maybe like wrestle with um uh the the beast, just like she's, the beast got zoomies and may have calmed down a bit, but she's like, nah, Jessica needs to like work some stuff out, and she's gonna go like just wrestle for funsies. You go off to wrestles for funsies. <laughs> I could practice my um, stabbing motions with my dagger. <laughs> that is- yeah. And then pretending that it's <laughs> And she, much like Marcus in real life, stabs in a very weird way. That's not how and the even, knife is. Even Sean knows it's wrong. Sean's like, no, uh, <laughs> no, you want to hold it more like like this. And yeah, I, I'm not, I don't know much, but I, I do know that you don't want to hold it in between the knuckles. Okay. Like and that. then you have the pinky out, because that's like more like posh. But it's proper. Right? It's proper. Okay. Yeah. 
It's the, that is what they do in like uh, knife duels in Eucadia, which is a very you've heard of the Eucadian knife duels. It's very popular. Um, They're fucking wild. <laughs> they all that's part, that's a rule actually. You have to have your pinky out at all times. Uh, it makes it a little, little more difficult. I feel like we've had these practice sessions a few times, but I've never actually had to stab someone. Like the the couple of times that I've tried, I've missed. And then I end up turning into my monster form, so I never actually get to fight with a dagger. But oh, just in case. I, but I do love you, little flesh monster, though. It's beautiful. Yeah. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Your 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 like beast form. It's very fleshy. Oh. Yeah, I got a little bit overly excited <laughs> earlier. Uh, that's kind of a weird adjective to use, but okay. It. I. I just it. You know, you don't have many other um, attributes. It's just kind of flesh in a humanoid shape. Yeah. I'm just saying it's very... You know what? We all are. That's, okay, that's a good way of describing all of us, for sure. And I think I look at my hands and then, like, slowly the scales on my skin start to reappear again. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, mark, mark up one on your, your transform track there, Marcus. As I'm going to have both of you as well either roll plus heart or spirit as you guys are blowing off steam. Oh, sick. I'm going to roll plus heart. I'm back to like mostly fully human and um, a lot less feral. And uh, I got a 14 on my heart. You get a... You can either clear a condition, mark XP, take plus one forward... Or gain a string with Sean. Yeah. I'll gain a string with Sean. As you have this little, this moment of knowing that you can go to Sean whenever you have the zoomies. Oh. So nice. <laughs> I rolled, what was it? It was spirit or heart? Okay, both of those are plus zero, so that's a four. <laughs> You're burning the candle at both ends here, Sean. Like, you went straight from this battle to inventory to helping another person. You're not addressing what you need, really. You're putting other people first here. Yeah, she'll just, when she's done kind of with the, the zoomies with with Jessica, she's just going to go lay down and go to sleep, I guess. As you sleep that off, what's Cecily up to? Cecily is going to make her way to the galley where um, Freya and Ava have been and kind of like hang out in the back a little bit and watch and like try and read Ava and then like after like 20 minutes of pretending to read a book but also watching Ava um, I'd love to try divination one of my playbook moves okay how does that work out um, when I have the time and safety to read the unseen truth of someone present describe my divination process and what it makes it conspicuous you the GM will then tell me something interesting about the person or the obstacles they face that they don't know and then I roll plus spirit Okay, vocal spirit for me. Yeah. Oh, that's so bad. Oh no, it's a four. As you attempt to get a read on Eve, you get the sense that there are, and this is very rare for you, you get a conflicting other mystical force. Like, you go to read her with your spooky witchness, and you hit a wall from something spooky coming back from Eve. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. 
And, like, the whole time she's just, like, sweetly looking at Freya as they're eating <laughs> sausage rolls. <laughs> like, And when I'm, like, reaching out during this divination and I'm, you know, my eyes have, like, completely gone black and my hair is, yeah. like, floating, uh, but we're not outside, so it looks very weird and that's why I'm in a corner and hopefully no one's looking at me. Do I feel like her presence is malevolent or, like, just, like, something's haunting her? Like, can I tell on the sliding scale of good versus evil <laughs> where she lays? Yeah, you yeah, you get the sense that whatever force is blocking you out is not evil. Not good, either. It's just something else is there. Then I have something for later in the evening that I want to do after. Yeah, it's afterwards. What's going on? Great, I'll wait till, like, it's 2 a.m. Everyone's, like, dead asleep. I'm going to be up. It is past 2 a.m. at this point. It is, like, 4 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) It's super late. Everyone's dead asleep. And I'm going to try and sneak past Cameron and get to Ava so I can touch an unconscious Ava and I can see an impression of her thoughts and appear in her dreams. Okay, I'm going to first have you roll to defy disaster for me. Oh no. Uh, you're gonna have to roll plus grace to get past Cameron. Ooh, this is... I mean, this this woman is technically a cat, but a hawk when it comes to vigilance. <laughs> technically a cat, but a hawk. A hawk cat. <laughs> I got an 11. Yeah. The one time. As, <laughs> as you uh, do it with style, you do it with style. New information or gain a string. I think you head into the little guest cabin that they've prepared for Cameron and Eve. And Cameron is upright, fully awake. With her cat aspect, she doesn't need to sleep. Uh, she's just kind of staring at you, but you get the sense that she gets the sense that, like, whatever you're up to isn't malevolent. Like, you're not gonna come in here to, like, stab Eve or anything, so she's just like, I'm gonna play ball here, I'm gonna see what happens, let it, let it roll where it goes. Yeah, this skinny, like, five-foot person wearing essentially just a white, thin dress clearly has no <laughs> weapons could be taken down as in a this ghost walks into the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as this haunting person um, walks by, I give like a little wave um, of like "hello," um, and I walk past, kind of stepping over her paws um, and then her uh, feet. I guess she's not fully cat. <laughs> she's got she's got she's got real feet. She's not an actual cat. She has the aspect. Oh, <laughs> if she had little paws, she'd be a little kitty biscuit. <laughs> She's up, she's like kneading. <laughs> she does a big stretch. Oh, that'd be incredible. Big stretch! <laughs> okay, um, so I walk past and like, I slowly, like, and not like creepily, but like, brush her bangs out of her eyes so I can look at her eyes as I touch, like, the side of her face so I can kind of like, see through her eyes. Um, I'd love to start dream walking. Alright, as you go into Eve's dream. It starts off pleasant enough. You see the kind of beautiful memories she has of France. Beautiful, lush, the architecture winding with the nature itself. Big, made structures that almost defy belief. Um, 
little lakes along the land as you head through it, where everything feels like it is with- it's kissed with life as you move around the city. But then, as dreams do, it shit gets weird as you kind of find yourself in this blank void. And there are three almost where, like, uh, an old-school defendant would sit giving their testimony. It's just like a banister with bars below it, but it's in a full concentric circle. And it's almost like a cage that comes up to their waist. Uh, you see three different people. You're very clearly following Eve, and as you look around, there is a familiarity to the second person, as it is this very young girl. Her form isn't full in any way, but the general shapes you get, you get that of a little girl. And then the third being itself is this woman with long, curly, vibrant, violet hair. And you can catch through the, the darkness itself, this very tan kind of skin. All three of them sit in this dream and stare at each other. Essentially, you get the sense that they're bound by something that they do not want to be bound by. That these are three people who, under normal circumstances, probably never would have met. But now their lives are intertwined. And they're all sitting in this like weird concentric uh, courtroom staring at each mm-hmm. other in like <clears throat> the defendant's position or in like the judge box or in like the court they're they're set in like a triangle okay just facing each other now there's no other bit of the court there other than their own little prison they're within sure absolutely wild uh keep going <laughs> <laughs> it's just dream shit you know as you can tell that there is a bit of fear and animosity between the unnamed two other people that are not Eve in this dream. And you you can hear their conversation even though their lips are moving and no one's talking. But you get the sense that Eve is trying to mend the bond between these two and cannot. And then the dream itself kind of withers. You know how you forget your dreams as you kind of lose out of this this inky black nothingness. Damn, that was wild. Don't know what that could be. Uh, Cecily is just like, hmm, very interesting. Uh, and then t- kind of like tucks Ava in a little bit more um, with the blanket that's probably slipped off. Um, and then goes um, and I think sits next to Cameron and just hang out, hangs out in silence for a while. You do hang out in silence. Cameron isn't going to say shit. And Cecily won't either. Third in charge, yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a cat and a ghost. <laughs> cat and a ghost. It's spooky season, New y'all. series by NBC. <laughs> cat and ghost. Perfect. As the... Okay, it's October. <laughs> two of you sit and listen to the creaking of the damaged ship as you go over waves. Eventually you get to the next morning, and Sal gathers all of you up into her chambers to figure out next moves. Well, the ship took pretty solid damage in our escape. Not best case scenario. Luckily, 
we're not too far from some Greco islands where I know there is a certain retired shipmaker that should be able to help us patch up the ship in time. I don't wish this to be a dictatorship or to feel that I have favor over anyone else's lives as Sal makes a quick glance to Cecily in the conversation they had last episode. After we get the ship patched up, something has to be done with the the princess. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I spoke to her mom yesterday, and she seemed so worried about her. And um, I think I'm glad we were able to get everybody out of there, but after all this is done, we should be able to bring her back home to the queen. Just about. <laughs> um, that, uh, mm. Mm, uh, so yes, uh, <laughs> it's not, that's not her mom. Um, she's French. Or for France. Yeah, but I, I, guess. I think she's adopted or something. The queen said that was her daughter. She even made me promise to bring her back. Yeah, yeah the queen is, um, is uh, pretty uh, bananas after her daughter was died. Um, so she's not a super reliable narrator, if you know what I mean. Okay. I mean, maybe you don't. I, I, I don't have to pass judgment or anything. I don't know what they've been through, but the queen definitely seemed really, really worried about her. And um, I want to make sure that Eve gets back to her family or whatever family situation they have going on over there. I guess is uh, are Eve and Cameron in the room with us, or is it just no? They the, haven't. They haven't generals? been brought in yet, but you know that they're on stage. Okay. Right? Okay. Well, I think it might be worth asking Eve what she wants because, you know, all of these kingdoms have just been trading princesses around like their currency and it's not right. It's it's horrible and if she wants to go home, we should take her home, obviously. But if she doesn't, who's to say that she needs to go back to France or to Eucadia? Maybe she has other ideas. We didn't actually successfully kidnap her. She uh, essentially, she kidnapped herself, which I guess is just an escape. But that's my that's all I got. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. The queen was really nice to me, but we'll uh, we'll talk to Eve and see what she says. As you send out a signal, both Cameron and Eve uh, head into the captain's quarters. We have decided as a crew that. We will listen to you and your needs, Eve, and figure out next steps from there. As Eve curtsies to all of you and, like, steps forward so she has a little bit more of a spotlight. At first, I was uh, afraid that uh, maybe you would be uh, really mean pirates and awful and want to take me back (laughs) to Espana's government where I would... Will probably be executed. So this is um I don't know if this would make a lot of sense to all of you, but um ever since I was born, I've had this deep connection with certain people, two people to be exact, Cici Bathion and Valencia Ichenzo, which is the the Princess of Espana. We've um been able to... How do you say? 
catch vibes from each other. I hate not like mm-hmm. communicate telepathically, but we get like genuine yeah. vibes. Caught a vibe. Like yeah. no matter where we are, I just get a feeling. <laughs> um, that, uh, unfortunately, with uh, Lily's passing, uh, no more vibes there. But I know, I know Valencia has been missing for quite some time. But I, I still feel her vibes. I think I know where she is. Are those vibes strong enough for you to direct us? And we might be able to help you find her and put an end to this silly war? Yes, I... That was my plan B, if it were. Where do you think uh, that she is, exactly? It's, it's hard to say. The, the vibes have gotten weaker and weaker since the end of the <laughs> war. But um, as I was being carted away to Eucadia, we passed through a few of the Greco Islands, and those vibes got stronger for the first time in a long time. Well, I'd say that is a really wonderful uh, coincidence, wouldn't you say so? We're, we're heading through the, the Greco Islands, so we would be around there in the first place. I... So, why do you think that you're connected to these other princesses? I would have to, do, to say that it has something to do with the Great Divide. This is what ties us together. That silly prophecy that somehow one of us will know how to get through it to allow access to the new world. Did... have you... have you told anyone else about it? Did you know about this? And I look at Cameron. I mean, it is uh, one of the main reasons I was hired on to be her protector. I was gonna ask the GM, uh, Mm -hmm. do I know when Cameron began protecting Eve? Like, was it before? Oh, you fucking know. The exact day that Cameron had to start protecting Eve. Oh. Yeah, you can assume. That's not a huge jump in logic from, from your backstory to now. You're putting the pieces together to a very specific moment that we will we will visit later in the campaign, but... Okay. I guess maybe it's important to find this other princess. If we're collecting princesses, might as well get a whole set. This is going to sound a little wild. Um, do you think it is important that we collect all three princesses? I know there are currently only two alive... But I might be able to find a way to commune with the third, and maybe altogether they have the answer to crossing the Great Divide. Eve, like, thinks for a second. Why, yes, I had uh, never considered such a thing. That's, that could be the answer. I had, had never given it a thought. There are lots of options to consider, but I think at least... Uh, Regaining the other two might provide some insight on uh, the inner workings of uh, France, Eucadia, Espana, you know, the world. And hopefully we can find a way to uh, secure your own destinies. And you can choose what you want to do from here on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Great divide and stuff. You know, like, this is a really dangerous princess. You don't, you don't have to get involved in all this if you don't. You probably just want to, like... Don't you want to go home? I mean, I think Queen Bathion, like, really misses you. She told me so. That is not my home. As you 
you'd see on her face, it's, um, when you're upset with a person, but you know you owe them, like, a debt of gratitude, or you owe them some semblance of good manners. Like, she's clearly pissed off that you would insinuate that (laughs) Eucadia is her home, but she she feels a debt of gratitude for you all saving her, so she kind of uh, brattily even just, um, I wanted to, like, bend over and just kind of, like, whisper in Jessica's ear, like, hey, uh, she, she's from France. Uh, oh, oh, okay, uh, yeah, for sure, sorry. Uh, uh yeah, I think for sure Jessica is really confused by all this. I don't want to, she doesn't want to, like, kidnap people, she doesn't want to, <laughs> hey, but we'll try it to our best here. Um. If it, uh, makes you feel any better, I do not... I do not think Valencia is um, in the best of shape. That's why our vibes have been so weak as of late. Like, I, I fear that they may be in trouble. They have been missing <laughs> for about a year now, which is not, like, a good thing. Do we... Have we heard anything about the, like, circumstances of them going missing? Like... No, big, big mystery. Like, even on the all like... Sal is pretty good at getting you all information gossip from across the all sea, but like land to land, everyone's just like Valencia just up and fucking disappeared it one day, and that was like towards the end of the war. Okay, all right. Well, it sounds like we're gonna help princesses find princesses. Okay. It is a true princess party. That's not fun. I am ready for it, but uh, let us go to the Greco Islands first. See what lies there for us? Yes, we definitely need to patch up the ship Sal breaks in. Like, we are, we will not make it further within the Greco Islands if we do not stop at this first one to, to work on the ship a little bit. Just going to apologize for all the water. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's fine, I completely understand. You really wanted to get into the hole of the ship. Yeah, I really wanted to get into that hole. So, sorry about that. No, it's fine. I I love you all. You're all amazing. I just, this is my fifth ship. I would like to not have a sixth. What happened to the other four? Are they gone? Or are they still roaming around? You feel the coldest wave emanate out of Sal you have ever... I'm sorry. Like, when when you fuck up conversation-wise in a public setting. When you do a joke that does not land amongst anyone, and you're s- you're sunk with that moment by yourself. Me with that whole Sean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sean sidesteps to be behind Cameron. And <laughs> just kind of, like, slinks down, like... Uh, I'll have all of you, actually, everyone roll plus wit for me. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> He's a four for me. Oh! Same. That's a four. Ocho. Four. Core four. Hey. Ocho, ocho. Two fours. Does, we got five fours up in here. Question. Does spending a string on someone count as, like, succeeding on a roll? If it's from that person? I think it gives you an additional one. I'm gonna try. I'll I'll save you the, the string. Okay. You know what's gonna happen. I know. You know, <laughs> as the only person who actually makes note of what's happening here that that role was for is Freya. As you're just kind of absentmindedly looking around, you're not <laughs> super into this conversation. You cook, you fight, 
that's what you're into. You just want to know when the next time food time or cook or fight time is. <laughs> but as you're looking around, you do notice after this remark from Sean and Sean hiding away that there is this sad and longing look that Sal steals away towards Cecily for a couple of seconds. Oh. And I think even you see Cecily kind of shy and look away. Kind of spicy. You set sail towards a vacation spot in the Greco Islands to help fix up the Hera's vindication. This is where we'll end the session for today. Yes. Have a wonderful we time, pirates. It. Sleep well. But I don't think it's this As my comrades call to stand fast and forge on I make sail for the dawn till the darkness is gone As the souls of the dead live forever in my What's up, variables? Secret post credit scene here. We arrive back in Eucadia some time after Hare's Vindication has made its hot exit out of its shores. We see Queen Bathion sitting in her throne, slowly falling out of Jessica the Beast's siren's trance. Her breathing gets steadier. She looks around the room. Gets me my general. We watch as... A few guards escort in the general of the Eucadian navy. He is a tall, strong, extremely fit man with a beard that is long enough in length that it is braided very finely, as it seems there has been a lot of care put in his appearance due to Eucadian standards. But it doesn't feel like the look is entirely natural or complete. General Kirkengard, I want you to track down Hera's vindication at any and all cost. Take the entire fleet if you need it. As General Kirkengard nods. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.